Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy new year. This is your main event, March Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the pioneer of the XS division, I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the velvet sky to my Angelina love. Let the pigeons loose for Greg. What's up, Greg? A lot shaking my ass. What? Well, you gotta, you gotta grind on the bottom rope, shake your ass, you know, all that good stuff. No, that's that's when I like to watch. Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, which is a shirt, by the way, at our um, our, our merchandise store. Uh, you go to our uh, our uh, bonfire store and, and check that out. It is a design with a VHS tape on it, by the way. You know, in, in case you're confused about what we like to watch. <laughs> uh, confu- confuse the, the Zoomers in your life by getting a shirt with a VHS tape on it. <laughs> wow. They'll be like, what the hell are you wearing? Like, this is a tape. Uh, you mean that stuff that I used to wrap Christmas presents? No, 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 no. I, like a cassette tape. Real these tape. Words, these words you are speaking do not compute. Just tell you reports I'm watching later. No, I have a DVR for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a DVR and, uh, you know, I, I, I stream everything. All right. Bro, who does cable anymore, bro? Stream everything? What, what does pissing have to do with watching TV? I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well. We're not going well. I guess we are. Give me a piss. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. That's that's a that's a better transition than anything I could have come up with. Uh, today we are going back. It is our final TNA in 2007 episode. We are dropping it like it's hot, like a steaming turd on you. Uh, I will say, I think our episode is going to be fairly entertaining. Whereas the pay per view we're covering, just listen to us talk about it. Don't don't waste your time going back and watching it. All right. <laughs> if you're going to round out your TNA in 2007 year, just hear us run it down. We watched it so you don't have to. 
Maybe that should be a shirt. We watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> I think Conrad's already used that. Uh, wait, has he trademarked it? Because uh, if it's not a shirt, that, that I don't, that I don't know. But I know yeah. he said. If it's he not said it a couple yet. times when talking about pay-per-views with Eric, and he's like, eh, we watched it, so you don't have to." Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, if if he hasn't made a shirt out of it yet, I will shamelessly make money off of it. But this is a show. I will say, I don't think it was. I used like, to be a liberal with the word show, but keep on going. <laughs> I don't think top to bottom the show was like, oh my gosh, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. It just, I was like, why was this? Why did you charge people to watch this? It's another, this could have been impact, is what, what it is. Yeah, I think my final note on the show is like, this whole thing felt like a, a really long impact and not a good impact, just like a, a mediocre one. I disagree. Well, I think it would have been a good impact. So. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. It just. Because there were some really good impacts, and I was like, wow, that's almost pay-per-view quality. Yeah. I also and want to clarify some, that some, we said this is our favorite year in TNA. We did not say specifically for the pay-per-view. I'll make that clear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> impacts were, were fun. Some of these pay-per-views, man, I forgot about some of this because I, I seem to recall watching all of these when they aired live. I forgot about these, like, they had the long string, like the, the through line, whatever storyline throughout the pay-per-view. I feel like every single time it was Kurt Angle is in his locker room doing something wacky every and time just, and just pissed off. Right. Yeah. It's like something either he's going around beating people up. He's arguing with Karen. He's arguing with uh, with with uh, Christian, you know, whatever. But it's always Kurt and somebody doing something wacky. I just got to correct something real quick. You don't argue with the Karen. They argue with you. But go on. Good Lord. Uh, well, they they want to see your manager, Greg. So, and then when you see a manager, I demand to see a manager. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, this is Turning Point 2007. Uh, I kind of glad we're and, wrapping and, up. And it wasn't it wasn't a turning point at all. But keep going. It was a turning point on the damn calendar. That's all it was. <laughs> uh, past that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, stick with us. Like I said, if if this week doesn't satisfy you, next week we are bringing you an awesome show. So stick with banger us for that. After banger, after banger, and and the week after that, I haven't watched it yet, but we're covering an, our last TNA show of the year. Actually, it's Final Resolution from 2011. So I don't know if that was any good or not yet. Have you seen it yet? Uh, it's been 21 years since I've seen it. I don't I've have it in my it. notes, not so I don't think I've seen 21. it. I, what the hell? I, I, 2030? I, I, I was going to say, I can't math today. I'm, <laughs> it's been 11 years since I've seen it. Uh, so I, I don't remember uh, if, you know, a decade back, if it was any good or not. So it wasn't one of those that stuck out in my brain is like, oh man, this was fantastic. And it could have been, I just don't remember it. But TNA 2011 was, was uh, fairly decent. So it's a flip of the coin. But, uh, and then we've got a hell Much of a like bonus all show. Four shows are, so yeah. You're right. And we've got a hell of a bonus show coming at you. It's uh, well, it's one that Greg has, had requested like early on this year. He's like, we got to cover this in December. I'm like, all right, I'll put it on the docket just because. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about all that uh, at the end of the show. Either way, I think you uh, just did talk about it. But <laughs> well, we'll we'll tell you what it is. But either way, uh, right now. 
Time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. And on the other end of this, we're going to dive into uh, the news and notes from the time. But before we do that, we're going to try to sell you some of our stuff going into this break. Uh, not only other podcasts that you should definitely listen to, but go to our Bonfire store and our Redbubble store. Great merchandise. It'll make some great gifts for if if you got your friends or family into this podcast. First of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, you could get them some cool merchandise, order it have it for uh, Christmas or Hanukkah or you know whatever the hell you celebrate. And, I totally uh, would. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, shalom or uh, Merry Christmas, whatever. <laughs> Either way, uh, we're going to take our first break. On the other end of this, we're talking about news and notes from the time. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram, both at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shock Energy. 
Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups, And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. We are officially in December, so it's... uh... For those with a uh, stick up their ass, it's like, oh, I don't celebrate Christmas until, uh, you know, December 1st and not a day before. It's like, well, now you can officially celebrate Christmas and we got the jingle bells going for you. So don't get me wrong. I, I love Thanksgiving. So uh, but come on. Either way, uh, we're starting off the month hot, I guess, sort of with with the crack. That's that's the hottest it's going to get today. Uh, what are you drinking today? This is the Rocks uh, Zoa energy drink. Oh, there you go. Well, who who was it? Was it uh, Solo Sokoa that said uh, the Rock is not the head of the table? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come up and. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's not going to come around, you know, for anything significant in the next, you know, few months or anything. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, get your WrestleMania tickets now if you haven't already. Anyway. Oh, you haven't because we're all waiting to see the logistics on stuff. But I am going. Hell yeah. Uh, and didn't, did you say the Royal Rumble sold out or just has already... I think it's close to sold out, but it's already broken the gate, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and the major rumor is obviously that Cody is going to be there. It's not confirmed, but they said he's he's rushing for a quick comeback here, so... Uh, yeah. No, no, this would be right on par with the comeback. There's no rush. Well, he said he's, he's like, uh, really, he's been rushing his recovery and everything. Like, I shouldn't say rushing. He's been they said he's been working hard to try to recover uh, as, you know, as quickly and efficiently as possible. So I, I can I can guess he'll be back at 100 percent by rumble time. And and I I'm going to watch it live. And I if he wins, if when he wins, whatever, I'm going to freaking hit the roof. So starting off here, as of now, there is no update on Sting. Uh, apparently, he was telling people a few months ago that he would not resign with TNA, but TNA yeah, still, oh, yeah. but TNA still feels they can keep them in the fold. I feel like this was a story around this time every year. Yeah, because he signed in January when he first started, so it was always a one-year deal. Yeah, he never signed past a year. Every year it was, ah, I don't know if I'm going to resign, and then he would talk to Dixie, and Dixie would talk him into it, and boom, he's he's back. So uh, apparently, he, him and Dixie really got along. So. 
whatever. Apparently, she was making sure that his checks were in the mail on time. But yeah, so when, when was it? I, I'm forgetting the year now. Was it 2015 where he popped up in WWE? Uh, 14 Survivor Series. 14. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's still stuck around for quite a while. Uh, speaking of uh, things backstage, though, the TNA booking team is still Jeff Jarrett, Vince Russo, and Dutch Mantel. Uh, Mike Tanay, Jeremy Borash, and Hell Abyss. Hell of a <laughs> Right. Uh, but Mike Tanay, Jeremy Borash, and Abyss sit in on the meetings and make suggestions. Again, hell of a trio. <laughs> I guess it makes sense with Abyss knowing what we know now that isn't he still backstage in WWE? I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if he does anything regarding He's booking. He's not one of the guys that breaks up fights on Mondays and Fridays. But... Yeah. Well, well, we all know, Greg, that Joseph Park, he doesn't like to get violent. All right. He's he's not about that. So he he's just looking for his brother, you know, Abyss. <laughs> if, if nobody gets that joke, you're like they missed the whole Joseph Park thing every single week. And bless would, your soul for missing that. <laughs> yeah, right. He would do this hand motion like he like he's like going taller than himself. And he's like, you know, Abyss. And it's like, it's you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a joke, but it's just like, God. I thought it was I hated it. I, I don't know if I was in the minority. I thought it was the dumbest crap. Uh, I was Jeremy, different. I didn't give a damn. But yeah, <laughs> well, Jeremy Borash, I get because apparently he was one of Vince Russo's guys ever since WCW. Uh, Mike Tanay, I don't know. Like, did he know F all about booking? Like, obviously, he's the professor, but <sighs> I don't know. What were his ideas? Like, what, what's on him? What happened well, that's on him? That's that's the tell, I think. Right. It says, well, they sit in on the meetings and make suggestions. It's like, were any of them taken up? Or were they just like, ah, oh, that's a nice idea. Mike, we'll put it up on the fridge. For his sake, I hope not. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Jim Cornette, I think, talked about this before. He said, yeah, Mike Tanay would sit in on the meetings and he would just, he would have to, he would have this look on his face like he's trying not to roll his eyes every time Russo spoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I get it. Uh, Mike Tanay really was, you know, a, a huge mark and not in a derogatory sense, but he'd been a big fan of the Amer the American territories all the way up to present uh, Mexico, Japan, Europe. I mean, he watched it all. So he'd seen the best and the worst. You got to believe he was not a fan of anything Russo did. Yeah, right. <sighs> Speaking of this, uh, this is a real Russo you know, staple here. The Christy Henny. Oh Lan man, let me prepare myself for this then. <laughs> well, the, the Christy Henny Lance Hoyt issue and the Jackie Moore uh, James Storm strife have been put on hold because they've already got the Robert Roode Miss Brooks infighting and will probably go back to the curtain Karen angle issues eventually. So, oh my God, I didn't even realize it's all at the same time. I know, right? It's like what? So under Vince Russo, not only can tag team partners not get along, but neither can couples or clients with their valets. Of opposite genders. Yeah, just nobody. It, like tag team partners. Why, why would they get along, bro? They're only tag team partners. Makes no sense. That's like the reverse of Vince McMahon <laughs> hating the brother versus brother feuds. Because he's like, brothers don't fight. Brothers got a hug. Gotta hug. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently, according to, to Bruce Pritchard, that was a thing. Like, brothers don't fight. It's like, do, do you not 
pay attention to, you know, the real world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an unfortunate fact that a lot of siblings don't get along, it, it, even for a short period of time. Sometimes Mark and Jay Briscoe beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, well, that nobody cared about that, Greg. God, who could have possibly cared about that? And I don't know, even though that was, you know, one of the hottest feuds that Ring of Honor had during that time. But, you know, whatever. F me, I guess. F me, right? <laughs> Fly for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Speaking of which, Kurt and Karen Angle are slated to appear on the Spike TV Video Game Awards. The show is being taped on December 7th to air on December 9th because, you know, when I think Video Game Awards, I think a 39-year-old man who most likely has never played video games in his life, along with his trophy wife. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That'll, but that'll, also, that'll these awards don't mean anything, and anybody who thinks they do, I'm sorry, you're an idiot, so it's whatever. How dare you? I, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> Seriously, it's gotten to the point where, the, and, this, and even this is fading, but it's gotten to the point where the only awards I actually even believe in are the Oscars. And again, even that's like, uh, I don't know. But they give the, uh, all of them are, the award all of them for best picture of the, of the year. Almost every year they give the, the award for best picture of the year to something that nobody gave a damn about. And it's some artsy film. Oh, my now God. When they gave God, it to The Departed, a, I was pretty happy because that was a masterpiece. But to, to what was it? The Departed. Oh, that yeah. That was a freaking masterpiece. So, yeah, I love that movie. I mean, I'm not saying it with every film. I think did the Godfather, did one of the Godfathers win that award? I can't remember. I think Godfather 2 did. Yeah. I mean, that one is one of the greatest films ever made. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a quarter Italian, but uh, it's, doing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff, pal. All I'm saying is you don't like this movie. Something might happen. I don't know. How you doing? Yeah, right. you, you might wake up with a, with, a, with a head in your bed. You know, you, you don't know. But anyway. You're a horse. Uh, you could be a human. Can you imagine Kurt Angle talking about video games? Like, I just can't picture it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know. Game. I don't even know if I watched this, so I'd have to imagine it. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, and I could be completely wrong. He could play games. Uh, I just don't see it. Like, he strikes me as, you know, like when your dad's like, you know, he walks in, hey there, pal, uh, you mind if I pick up the other controller? We play some Mario together. It's like, <laughs> Uh, Dad, I'm playing Call of Duty, and uh, don't get in my way, or I will sound whore you. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is the World War II one, right? The third World War II one? No, the fourth World War II one. Right, <laughs> right, right. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, or the uh, the what was it? The Advanced Modern Warfare, or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, I hate Advanced One. I hate Advanced One. So just stupid. It was like they tried to be Halo, but keep it in the Call of Duty realm. I don't know. But even currently, though by the way, the current Call of Duty is like one of the better ones I've ever played. So keep that. Yeah, I want to I want to pick that one up eventually. But I haven't I haven't played a Call of Duty game like consistently in a long time. Uh, I'll Anytime I go up to visit my cousins and everything, I, I play with them. But that's about it. But. Even though he's featured on the Turning Point poster, Judas Macias most likely won't be back in time for the show. He was not. When they well, say if you look back, at the fine print, you know what it <laughs> says. Well, Card subject to change. Well, he wasn't technically 
on the card, I don't think, just on the poster. I, which just, I think that if you're on the poster, you're on the card. That's that's my rule for myself. But yeah, I'm not saying I, that's I, that's that's you know, fair gospel. I'm just <laughs> well, that 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 is fair. Uh, but that just goes to show WWE is not the only ones guilty of that. Because I can't remember what show was it an Unforgiven show that Batista was on the poster and he wasn't on the the show at all. Well, the most egregious one was Triple H at Vengeance 2001. Right. And that one was the whole like um, he was supposed to be. They thought he'd be back by then, but he wasn't fully healed up by then. So they held it off, which in hindsight was a good move. But still, yeah, it's, it, and those aren't the only ones. But, yeah, there have been quite a few where it's like I think there was uh, one where Jeff Hardy was on the poster and he wasn't there. That could have been for any number of reasons, though, that I won't get into. But good Lord, <laughs> just tread saying. softly, please. <laughs> And when they say Judas Macias most likely won't be back in time for the show, they didn't specify, but I'm assuming he's in Mexico at this time. Because for those who don't know, he was... Man, dude, uh, you, you, you're you just so good with this, man. <laughs> I know. I, I'm taking a stab a, in the dark. TJ's got a huge grasp of the obvious. We're proud of him on the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I know I'm taking a stab Smart in the dark there with one. that one. Yeah, we'll keep a count, but yeah. <laughs> he's not a... Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a big star in Mexico, but he is of some name value in Mexico. So I I'm also, sure. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with this. I think he could have been a lot bigger. But TNA did not use him. I think he was yeah. super talented and they blew it. I don't know if the reason for it is he wasn't big into working in America, but I mean, cause honestly that comes into play sometimes. So I, I don't know. I, I see uh, on AEW this guy Roosh, and I'm convinced that that's Judas Macias, and he lost like 50 pounds and a smaller. I'm 100 percent convinced until proven uh, otherwise. Until I see them together, Judas because Macias Roosh is, looks just like him. It's crazy. <laughs> well, Judas Macias is actually uh, going by his. Well, it was his uh, Lucha Underground name, uh, Mil Muertes. Uh, he's wrestling under that name now because he's got the trademark to it, and so he's wearing a mask. And man, you thought no. I thought he was kind of. I thought he was kind of big for his size before, um, like his height, I should say, because he's deceptively like, like um, thick, but he's he's quite a bit bigger now. Like he bulked up, and so he's uh, he's in, he's I, imposing. I'll say that. I don't know about you, but I find it weird when that big old dude wears a mask. It just for me, it feels like it should be on smaller dudes. I even seen Alberto Del Rio when one kind of pushed it for me. He's like, it just doesn't look right. Yeah, the Alberto one, I, I get that one, but. He literally, I think the only reason he did it was because of his father. Yeah, no, but, yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, there's a reason. I'm just saying they right. look weird. I, like, I, I think like, Mask, I think Rey Mysterio, Juventud, Ultimo Dragon. He's the, probably the biggest one that I can see it working for. Yeah. Definitely not Judas Mysterious, though, which is weird. I don't, yeah, uh, I don't think, um, I feel bad now, uh, Mexican, like any, any fan of Lucha Libre is going to grill me now. El Santo. Uh, well, actually... Yeah. I don't think El Santo was a small dude, but he wasn't like huge. Uh, same with like Blue, Blue Demon and whatever. <laughs> they were they were mid sized, average sized guys. But uh, yeah, I I think it works with his gimmick though. The Mil Muertes gimmick was kind of cool. It was one of the bright lights. I, I was not a big fan of Lucha Underground, but him, uh, Penta, and um, uh, was Jeff. Jeff Cobb's gimmick was was cool. Uh, he was uh, Matanza. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. He wore like a a 
prison jumpsuit without the art, like the arms ripped out. And he had like a, like an iron mask kind of looking thing on. He was, that was pretty cool. But yeah, other than that. Also real quick, uh, Pinsa is the best member of the death triangle. Anyone's got a problem with that fight me on it. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix is good. I just, Oh, no, no, we're bad by any means. I'm just saying Pinsa is better than them all or both. All. He's but, got a great look. He's got a, and you can. He tell, does like, he's, a lot more wrestling than flippy stuff and mixes it in, which I appreciate. Yeah. So, well, and I had a yeah. uh, watching. I want to say all in. I think um, I was, or yeah, all in. I think I was watching it with a, a friend that passed away. He was big into lucha, but he had never seen Penta wrestle outside of Mexico before. So this was like his first time, and he's like, dude, when you've got the American crowd, even the casuals. Doing the zero, zero, like he's like you're over. Yep, dude, we saw that uh, APW a couple times, and of course they take place in, like little gyms. But man, it was loud <laughs> as hell mm-hmm. for for that. He's a character, man. He's awesome, and you could tell he's been working hard. And he's proud of it because he doesn't wrestle with a shirt on anymore. Nicest dude in the world, by the way. He seemed like it. He he brought his kid out that one time when he I can't remember what title he won on in AEW. Uh, or was it AEW or uh, well, or yeah, that, I think that was the tag titles. Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah. He brought his kid out wearing, wearing his mask. I was like, that's pretty sweet. Dude, that kid is going to be like a, I think, I think he's second generation. So he's going to be like a third generation, uh, Lucha. That's is someday, you know, he will. But, uh, anyway, kind of like Brazilian people liking MMA. It's just, it's in your DNA. So yeah. Right. If you're Mexican, you like wrestling and soccer period. Yep. Brazil is MMA and soccer. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, hey, you pull has... cups going on, by the way. Go USA. God. We haven't lost uh, yet. As of this recording, we've only tied. Wow, nice. Uh, TNA has signed former OVW talent ODB. Cool. Uh, look, I, okay, I, I, first of all, I want to say I never thought she was bad. I want to get that out there. Nah, yeah, no, she was never bad. Uh, she seems like a cool person from everything I see online. I felt bad when wasn't it a couple of years ago where her food truck like caught fire and yeah, up? but they had a Tina did a GoFundMe and a bunch of stuff and got it back right. up and running, I believe. So, but yeah, yeah, that sucked. And I think she lives in a an RV. Which look, that's honestly my like I don't want to live in one per se, but that's my dream for retirement is I want an RV and I just want to travel. Like so, all <laughs> thirty ballparks. Yep, hell yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, I'm I'm doing like all the or I, I want to do like all the big sites across America and obviously the the theme parks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, uh, dude, that's that's living the dream. So good for her that she, she's able to do that. But no, she, and was, she, she did was it on bad. TNA money, by the way. So let's be honest, huh? right? I don't want to hear think, anyone talking crap about TNA. They can pay for it. Uh, have a thing, something like that. I think Jim Cornette was saying he saw something in her in OVW and they just never did anything with her because she didn't have, you know, quote unquote, the look. So, but she, well, uh, the stereotypical her advantage. look, but I think she had looked like a wrestler. She looked like a badass. Yeah. Not someone I would mess with. Right. She, <laughs> she was not bad looking. Uh, she, I, I don't, I don't think. And, uh, the only thing is she had that, that gruff ass voice. It's like, you know, like she pulls up to you and at the, like, she would be the one hitting on the dude at the bar. And yeah, then right. if anybody messed with her, she'd beat their ass. So, <laughs> but kind of like a uh, bird on two and a half men. Yeah, right. Uh, but here we go. This this is a kind of a nod to the intro I did. Due to copyright issues, 
Natalia Madison will now be working under the name Velvet Sky, and Angel Williams will be working under the name Angelina Love. Okay, so hell? what copyrighted shoes? I've always been curious about this. I never right. figured out why. They gave those names. Right. They wrestled for a good month under those names, I think. Uh, my my question is twofold. Or, like, one, what copyright issues? Two, I thought they just did it to... I guess this I guess, isn't really a question, but I thought they just did it to to be able to copyright the names, like a WWE kind of thing. And I thought, you know, they were like, well, it sounds more strippery, so... There you go. I don't. Ah, yeah, it, <laughs> it definitely does. But I don't know. We're still all the way live, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, hey, and <sighs> Davey Richards and uh, Bully Ray are kicking themselves, man. They lost out. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Especially Bully Ryan, Ray. At least Davey Richards has a look. Bully Ray, I mean, you might have peaked, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, Rhino suffered a minor stinger in his neck at some impact tapings this past month. I and we can go, we can go ahead and joke because he is still wrestling to this day, and as of this recording, he's a champion in impact. So we can joke. Rhino getting yeah. hurt. Tell me another one. <laughs> yeah, especially his neck. And the thing was, he got he hurt himself a couple times because he kept doing that where he would miss the gore and he would oh. full on gore the damn middle ring uh, turnbuckle. Which makes absolutely zero sense. You never see Roman yeah. or Goldberg or Edge doing that. Uh, yeah, it's like, dude, if you got hurt, like, I can see maybe doing it once and you're like, oh, well, that didn't go well. Uh, I won't do that again. But you did it multiple times, man. Also, in hindsight, looking at it, it makes you look like such a dumbass. Oh, you missed it and smacked the post or, or you know, close to. How stupid are you? Well, I, it's kind of like the the only thing I can compare it to is like the like uh, in football, you know, they got the momentum and they still like pound the piss out of the quarterback after yeah. he throws the ball. I I get it, but like it's like the Goldberg thing. He speared that damn ring post multiple times and effed himself up. Like why, dude? Same thing. So not as bad as him banging his head on the door before his entrance, but yeah, it's close. Yeah, he did that multiple <laughs> times too. He's like. It, it's like, well, I got to headbutt something. Why? Like, I just heard him on a Lord. podcast, by the way. You stopped him from doing that. Did you, I don't know if you saw it. Didn't Stephanie tell him? Quit yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. So we got mad about it. It's like, I think he was on Busted Open Radio. I think I heard something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but not this one. Yeah. Though. I like professional ones, but sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that was, we'll erase that. <laughs> I think he, I think he said, um, I, th- I think he said, he, like, she told him not to headbutt the lockers because it hurts him and it, like, destroys the damn locker, which, you know, I get that. That's so saying I think something, though, man. You're telling a man to stop using his body to destroy something. Like, think right. about that for a second. <laughs> you're not telling him, hey, quit beating it with a ball bat or something. No, you're telling him, hey, stop beating it with your body. <laughs> right. Your head. <laughs> the most vulnerable part of your body. Good Lord. I didn't even think about that until just now. It's like he was using his body to break stuff. Oh, Darby yeah. Allen. Right. <laughs> didn't he say, like, it frustrated him? He's like, well, I got to headbutt something. So he effing headbutted the damn door and effed himself yep. up. Yep. Look, Bill, like, you're a legend, but nobody ever accused you of being a genius. Like, <laughs> he's good friends with Bill Romanowski, if that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one nobody ever accused of being a genius. Uh, yeah. So. I, I like I get the method acting and having to hype yourself up, 
but actors don't generally throw themselves into things that hurt to, you know, hype themselves up. Like I saw Jack Nicholson getting ready for a scene in the shining and he was just like shaking his head and jumping around or whatever. <laughs> a little less destructive. Uh, Samoa Joe suffered a strained ligament in his foot during his match with Robert Roode at Genesis. Oh, tell me another one. Yeah, right. Uh, didn't we just talk about being uh, injury prone? Like, good Lord. I, we talked about this. We were texting during uh, full gear and I, I had texted you. I was like, he like, I know he's old and hurt and whatever, but it's like, he looks like he's lost a couple steps for sure. He was and definitely, like, and you never say this in your entire life, the weakest of the three in that match. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you were like, well, he's probably hurt now and just working through it. And I'm like, God, you're, <laughs> you're probably not wrong. Like, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and keep in mind, we love Samoa Joe. So it's just oh, like yeah. just throwing shade at him. Yeah. But just, damn. You can't deny it. call like we see it. Dude. Right. Like, I knew. We talked to a guy who loved Rey Mysterio and kept, oh, he, he's only been injured like twice. It's like, you can be a fan and admit yeah, that this he, month, Right. He's hurt, he's hurt as we speak, by the way, if that matters. But <laughs> God. Yeah, it's like, you can be a fan <laughs> of his and admit that, you know, uh, he's got hurt a lot in his career. Like, a lot. I mean, it, it kind of happens when you go at a high level since you're like, what, 13? And he's oh, currently dude, he's, he's, in his he's, 40s. Uh, he's Lucha, so he's probably been like seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they said he had his first pro match at like 13 or 14. That makes sense. Yeah. He still only looks 30. Yeah. But his body's like it's 70, but you know. Right. Well, uh, speaking about I'll trying to keep your body looking young, uh, Linda Balea, a.k.a. Linda Hogan, who uh, you know I'm sure most of her body parts are younger than her actual age, uh, has filed wow. for divorce from <laughs> has filed from divorce for the from the Hulkster. There have been rumblings for quite some time now that the two were headed in that direction, but there's some even, or there's even some rumors that this very well just may be a publicity stunt. It was very much real. And it got very ugly. Yeah, she took like over half of his stuff, which is pretty effed up if you ask me, but that's for a different time. And then uh, went and hooked up with an 18-year-old kid. Like, gross. Yeah, right. But I, I mean, I, I know why he was with her, <laughs> Ow. but good Lord, man. Like, I don't know. I felt bad for the Hulkster there. And Eric Bischoff talked about this where he was like, yeah, you could tell she was only with him for like money and fame for like years. Like even on the show, he said she was very difficult to work with, <sighs> but she you know, wanted that damn show too. Yeah, well, I'm sure. And it made them all very wealthy, I can guarantee. Well, wealthier. But uh, moving to WWE now. On WWE.com in the 500th issue of WWE Magazine, Donald Trump's face is blocked off of the WrestleMania 23 DVD case. Apparently, they could not use his face anymore to, provo- to promote the DVD. Which makes I, no sense because I thought he was Vince's friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus, I never heard of this. Like... I thought he just signed in to or signed on, you know, for the event and you can use his image on all the promotional stuff. They did the same thing with Floyd Mayweather. So really? Yeah. Wow. That's so weird. It's still on the DVD case, but you won't see it anywhere else, but the physical case. Huh? That's yeah. That's effing weird. I don't know why they do that. Uh, keeping with Trump though, former WWE champion, John, 
John Cena has been dropped from the Celebrity Apprentice television show to uh, to set to start airing in the beginning of January. Cena, along with other celebrities, was caught in New York City by TMZ cameras while filming a last or a task last month. NBC released the names of the participants to the media this week, and Cena's name was not on the list. No reason was given as to why he's not appearing on the show, but since he's rehabbing an, his injured arm, it's probably something related to that. Hmm. I mean, never heard maybe? that. Yeah, I never heard anything about that. I never watched a second of The Apprentice, so I don't know anything about it, but, you know, whatever. Uh, apparently it was very popular when it was on, so... Uh, it's being reported that Matt Hardy has undergone an appendectomy and is expected to be out of action for one to three months. Damn. Please. Uh, yeah, I had an appendectomy when I was like 12, 13, whatever. Uh, and it sucked back then. I can't imagine, you know, when you're older. They say every surgery sucks worse when you're older. I would so, imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you know, that's why I was like, damn, one to, like three months. And it's like, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense. There are rumblings, this is the final story, by the way, there are rumblings that Carlito has given his notice to WWE and will be finishing up with the company soon. I don't think he does what it year this is this, 2007? Yeah. No, he's he definitely not gone because there was so many 25, him and uh, Primo, I think it is, win the tag mm-hmm. titles. So he's definitely not yeah. gone. And they he actually, he does have a, you're never going to find it now. But he does have a Mattel figure made of him. He came in a two-pack with Primo, and they had the uh, those pants on that they wore. Um, yeah, so I should have got that two-pack when I saw it in stores, just like the very first Usos that they released, but never did. Those. Wow, you got the the one like didn't didn't they have like dreads or something, or like beaded like braided hair at the time? I don't They're, know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They were those were some hard as hell to find figures for the longest time. I for do some reason Jey Uso currently is one of the more rare figures and it's pissing me off. I want it. Weird. I, I know they're you know hot on TV, but it's like damn. Uh, I have a set of the Usos that came in a two pack. Their face paint wearing like the yellow and blue, and they came with a surfboard. Yeah, that you know. still tr- uh, baffles Cardona and Myers to this day. <laughs> well. Because Calabunga, dude. Good God. <laughs> hey, Jay, you're looking awfully vascular today. What if I put your face paint on for you? <laughs> Afterwards, I can oil your muscles. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. It uh, that... like a creep when, uh, when uh, what's his, uh, Pritchard does it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, hey, who's to say he's not? Uh, well, maybe... I. Apparently he was. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Apparently he was because he got uh, got ye old boot. So yeah, for uh, some allegations that were not so flattering. Allegedly. Either way, uh, we're going to take our f- next break. When we come back, I guess we have to dive into it, Greg. This turning first, point 07. Empty pool, shallow end. Let's do it. Yep. Uh, let's let's dive right into that sewer hole that is this event. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram both at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. 
I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop-in, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's TNA Turning Point 2007. Took place December 2nd, 2007. The tagline, Silent Night, Bloody Night. Uh, this may Sounds like an ECW thing, but... Right. I thought this was the show where they did the that match until I, I realized, I think it was on Impact. Was it, I think the match itself was called Silent Night, Bloody Night, or whatever, where they had the barbed wire Christmas tree? I honestly don't remember that. It sounds like garbage, so. 
Oh, it was. Yeah, there was a, yeah. a tree made out of barbed wire hanging from the rafters in the center of the ring. They had a ton of weapons, and it was uh, Abyss, Black Rain, Relic, who is of course, which is, of course, killer spelled backwards. Um, <laughs> and I want to say that, I don't like, remember this. Maybe Raven? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't well, you I don't remember the other You did usual guy. suspects for these garbage matches, so I believe it. Yeah, it, it was like, it. people have mocked it for years, you know, for no. good reason. Uh-uh. Yeah, right? Uh, I just, I can't remember the damn name of it. Uh, it's probably a good thing. You know, you are trying to put it back in your memory. I like that. I thought this was... <laughs> I thought this was it. When I look it up, it's on it's on the Impact Wrestling YouTube page. Yeah, okay. Uh, barbed Wire Christmas Tree, full match. Yeah, it's called Silent Night, Bloody Night. Okay, that, that's what it was. So they reused the damn name for the match. <laughs> How close oh, was man. it to this event? Uh, do they have a date? God, yeah, it was 2007. So it had to have been this month. Yikes. By the way, I was wrong. Uh, the, the the event, like it was one of those special Christmas-themed events. That was called Silent Night, Bloody Night. The match was actually Barbed Wire, Christmas Tree, and the fourth man was Shark Boy. So I was completely wrong. Good lord. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, how do you get better than Raven and Rhino? I know. Shark Boy. Oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was... There was the barbed wire Christmas tree hanging in the middle of the ring, and then they had presents around the ring with weapons inside the boxes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sounds like garbage. It was the December 20th, 2007 episode of Impact. There was also a, ma- a match on the show where Kaz and AJ Styles faced off in a Santa's workshop street fight, and the loser had to put on a reindeer outfit. I remember that. Oh, good Lord. Effin dumb you remember every thanksgiving they had a match where if you lose you had to dress like a turkey yes they brought it back every year like we gave a damn like what the hell man either way getting back to this This company's uh, still alive by the way yep uh hopefully they're not still doing that stupid turkey suit thing but uh (laughs) the venue was the impact zone in orlando florida the attendance was 900 and the pay-per-view buy rate was about thirty thousand. So, as I mentioned, the poster for the event featured Black Rain, Abyss, and Judas Macias. Uh, I don't know if Macias was supposed to be on the show and wasn't, or, you know, whatever. We just decided, uh, I'm not going to do this crap. Yeah, right. Uh, Which we'll talk about here soon. We start off in the locker room with Kurt and Karen Angle, AJ Styles, and Tomko, Jeremy Borash holding the mic, because every effing pay-per-view this year had to start off this way. We're already no? setting up. We're already setting up for the ten-segment show-long stupid-ass thread, where AJ is trying to play peacekeeper between Kurt <sighs> Angle and Christian Cage. Kurt says that <laughs> yeah. he. Kurt says that he won't work with Christian because Christian won't follow Kurt's orders. He says that he'll only work with Christian if he plays by Kurt's rules. He then goes off to talk to Christian. AJ is talking like he's like caught between two divorced parents. Yep, this is so stupid. Uh, you know, Tom, Tomko's acting like he loves it. 
he, it's like AJ's the one that he's like, I just want my parents back together. And Tom goes like, whatever, I get, you know, two birthdays and two Christmases. I'm cool with it. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to look at it, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, but now we have this. It is Team 3D of Brother Ray and Brother Devon teaming up with Johnny Devine. Uh, taking on the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin with Black Machismo. This is a six-man tag team tables match. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first one to lose, or the first one to, to get put through a table, like their team loses. It's not like an elimination type thing. So, Let's thank our lucky stars, because this could have been longer. <laughs> Yeah, right. As it was, uh, this match was 15 minutes long. So we devoted a quarter of an hour to this. Keep that in mind. <sighs> yeah. Well, Johnny Devine is apparently an X-Division traitor that joined forces with Team 3D. I don't remember this or, at they all. They were looking to kill the X-Division because they thought it was stupid. Which kind of was because like like if you're gonna have a like a cruiserweight style division cool but this was not it you had, like samoa joe freaking scott steiner competes for the title at one point uh, it's about no limits dude there's no I don't, I don't get. yeah that uh makes sense well what are the limits that there are none of uh, it's it's like a round robin All right but anyway uh at one point they set up a table in the corner Saban tackles Shelly to prevent him from going through the table. Uh, Lethal then dodges Brother Ray, and Ray goes through the table. Uh, there's a terrible camera angle as Divine dives outside uh, and goes through a table. So far, we've had two table breaks, and no one has actually got put through the tables by somebody, so it doesn't count. Lethal finally puts Divine through a table with a diving elbow drop, but the ref had been bumped and didn't see it. So Team 3D switches them out so that Divine is on top of Lethal. So when the ref wakes up, he just, you know, is like, oh, well, this must have happened. And he calls for the bell and he says that Divine put Lethal through the table and he declares Team 3D the winners. I actually thought that was kind of clever. I guess. I mean, I'll agree. It's a dumb way that ended, but it's original at that point. I had never seen that before. So you got to give points for originality. Uh Yeah. Well. Uncle Dave did not rate this match. I gave it a star and a quarter, or a star, a star, a star and a half. I don't give quarters. Uh, it still sucked, though. What say you? I gave it a star. Sucked! But, but like I said, that ending was kind of like, well, okay, I guess. <laughs> still makes Divine look like a loser and everything else. Yeah, so. you're right. He yeah. does. and Because at that point, you know, he looked like a real freaking winner. Well, that's what I'm saying. It keeps him looking like a loser. He was the loser in Team Canada. He was the loser in, of, and this is saying something. He was the loser in Serotonin, and he's the loser now. Yikes, man! It's just you really don't Johnny like this De- guy, huh? It's not even that I don't like him. I thought he was fine. I, there wasn't much to get yeah. behind. Fine-looking man, huh? Wow. Well, his last name was Divine, Greg. So there you go. But backstage. Speaking of uh, Divine, backstage, Crystal is standing by with Big Sexy, Kevin Nash. Oh, well, and Crystal. Uh, Yeah, well, naturally. Yeah, and uh, it's Kevin Nash and Samoa Joe. And Crystal brings up that Scott Hall isn't there yet. Nash says that Hall will be there. (sighs) Sure. Uh, I love that they're acknowledging this on, on, like, as it's happening. 
Right. Like they're like pan- they're probably panicking. Like, what the hell do we do? He's not here yet. Is he going to show up? What the hell? But he then says that he joined TNA not for Kurt, but for his hot wife, thinking that she's been checking him out. He jokes around for a bit until Samoa Joe gets mad at him for making jokes. He says that uh, once he gets serious, he can come find him in his locker room. Then he storms off. We now go to this. It is Roxy Laveau and ODB versus Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. Uh, This one goes for six minutes and eight seconds. Why is this match happening? I I don't know. But you can look at Velvet. I guess so. And uh, hey, uh, Angelina, just saying. But either way, uh, Love and Sky don't have their Linkin Park ripoff theme yet. Uh, The one that they're using here is as ugly as they are hot. For some reason, during the match, ODB shows her ass and makes the ref touch it. And she then gives the ref a wedgie. This is all real. <laughs> this all happened. Bro, I'm gonna give him a wedgie, bro. Bro, make him touch your butt, and then you're going to pull his, his tighty whities up between his crack, bro. <laughs> I can just I can see that. I can see that being a real thing. Yeah, right. Uh, in the end, they collide uh, Roxy and ODB in the center of the ring. They then toss ODB outside. And then Velvet holds Roxy for the Botox injection from Angelina for the pinfall win. Oh, I propose. <laughs> Uncle Dave gave this a half a star. I gave it a star and a half. What say you? I really gave it one. This was terrible. Yeah, this was not good. Velvet Sky always sucked. She was hot, but she sucked. I... Still does in the NWA. Yeah, I'm sure. Angelina, I thought, was okay. She was never great, but she, I thought she was okay. The best of the, the three beautiful people. But, yeah, she wasn't blowing the doors off either. I don't know. This it, this was what it was. Uh, backstage, Jeremy Borash tells Kurt Angle, before going into Christian, into Christian Cage's locker room, that he needs to breathe and calm down. JD tries giving a few techniques to Kurt's, er, and Kurt starts to think that Borash is a perv, said he needs to stay away from his wife from now on. Oh, like, we ever confirmed that Borash is not approved? Uh, I mean, look at those eyes, man. I, you can't yeah, tell me he's not eyes. Yeah, right? He's got those eyes that tell me he's been hanging out with Tony Khan. But either way, take him that way you will. <laughs> <laughs> LFG, man. But Kurt finally goes into Christian's locker room, and Robert Roode and Ms. Brooks are in there as well with Christian. Kurt and... Uh, Kurt and Christian argue like divorced parents fighting over their kids, you know, AJ and Tomko. Kurt says they should come together with Kurt as their leader. Kurt, uh, excuse me, Cage says that Kurt will never be his boss. And Christian tells Rude or Christian tells Kurt to shove his off his offer up his ass. I can't word today. Uh, Kurt storms out and then Christian tells Rude to follow him, follow his lead tonight. And Rude says that Christian is an asshole. Ms. Brooks tells him that it takes one to know one. And then Rude threatens her. Yeah. Men bro, threatening her, women. Bro. bro, beat her ass in front of the world, bro. Bro, she's going to miscarry, bro. It's going to be ratings. My God. Until you realize he did that storyline twice. But I digress. <laughs> Holy shit. That's right. Dude. I was just playing. Oh he did it God. once. He did it once in WWF <sighs> with Terry. Once in WCW I, with Stacy. I forgot about the Stacy one, to be fair. Wow. Well, this, 
Well, the Stacy one, then she turned around and was like, no, 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 no. Even though it was clear what was going on. Uh, I was never really pregnant. The baby I was talking about is my baby, St- uh, Sean Stasiak. Like, Neat. Yeah, because, you know, all of this makes sense. <sighs> anyway, uh, we now go to James Storm hunting for a beer before his match. He's freaking out because he can't find beer anywhere. And Jackie Moore says that she hid the beer so that James can concentrate on Eric Young tonight. He freaks out and Jackie smacks him. I Bro, abuse him, bro. <laughs> Does it work this way, too? I think so. Yeah. Well, up next, we've got Cowboy James Storm with Ms. Jackie Moore in his corner taking on Showtime Eric Young. This goes for 12 minutes, 23 seconds. <sighs> EY actually jump starts this one, jumping Storm from behind. In the end, Jackie Moore is on the apron with a bottle of beer. Storm takes it and attempts to hit EY with it, but the ref yanks it away from him. This distracts Storm enough so that Eric can hit him with a dreaded roll-up for the win. It's called Backwoods. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Dave and I both gave this dose stars. What say you? I gave it two. Best match of the night so far. Think about what that yeah. entails. Yeah, and that bar is on the floor. <laughs> so that yeah, bar may be in the pits over. of hell, dude, actually. Yeah, so far, suckage all night. So and and this was not a great match. I gave it two because I thought it was slightly below average. So in the old curve. Yeah. We go backstage now with Crystal standing by with LAX. Uh homicides roll tide. Oh hell yeah. Uh, and Crystal. Uh <laughs> hom- Homicide says Homicide does something for me, but yeah, we'll move on. Well, I was gonna go with Hernandez, but you know, do you do you. Uh, he is super max, man. Homicide says that they shouldn't even be in feast or fired. They should just be given a tag team title shot because that's what they deserve. Crystal says that since a quote member of the Latino nation <laughs> hit Christy Hemi on impact, they deserve to be fined or suspended. Uh, Hernandez says, uh, said to bring on the consequences and they walk off. So should I spoil who the member of the Latino nation is? All these years later. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's Shelly Martinez, a.k.a. I think they called her Salinas. Salinas, yes. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a thing. That's why they yeah. were able to get away with it. It wasn't really a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't know who it was because they put her in, like, some baggy mechanic outfit. And then they, like, put a, put sunglasses and a bandana on her head and... Uh, like a bandana basically, across her face. Basically, as stereotypical as you can possibly get. Right. That just that that always made me laugh, though, because we covered multiple events where they've had attacks by quote le- members of the Latino nation, and it's just like random Hispanics coming in, like, oh god. And then they got worse, and they had a bunch of black, black dudes come out for Team 3D, and they called them Devon's brothers from Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man this is you could have got, yeah. got all the, the trailer park kicks to be Bully Race Brothers no? <laughs> right his, his name was Bubba come on man uh, but up next we've got the Feast or Fired match uh, I'll explain it here in a minute uh, but oh, it was no between... need it's just full on garbage there, I, I helped you well that well you're you're hitting me with facts here so that is correct. 
So there you go. Oh man. But it is it is Elix Skipper versus Senshi, Christopher Daniels, Sanjay Dutt, Shark Boy, Lance Hoyt, Jimmy Rave, Petey Williams, Chris Harris, BG and Kip James, Homicide, Hernandez, and Scott Steiner. And if you're thinking, boy, that'll put my ass in the seats, yes. You're, you're, uh, we all concur. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, right. So, you know. Shut up and take my money. So. <laughs> Uh, this one goes. This one goes for just shy of twelve minutes, and is uh, okay. So the rule is there are four chained briefcases. Like the briefcases are like have chains wrapped around them, so you can't open them and see what's inside. Uh, and they're up on poles, bro. Also, real quick, yeah, and real quick, we can't see until impact. So if you win this thing, you don't know what your fate is. Or yeah, impact, right? Yeah. Sorry, they're interchangeable at this point. You don't know your faith until Thursday. Thursday. So you might be Thursday. You might be sitting <laughs> on a pink slip. You don't know for five days. Right. And then and then they do like a well, they had a ceremony before you open it. They're like, uh, do you want to trade? Do you want to give it away? Like and they so they had done like a deal or no deal type thing with it. She's even a thing yet. So, <laughs> Really, deal or no deal hadn't happened. I don't think it comes out to like 2010 or something like that. Huh. I don't remember. But deal or no deal made a queen of England, a future queen of England. There you go. So it's a royalty show. (laughs) Well, well, Greg, Uh, she didn't feel valued for her brains while opening briefcases, so we can't talk about that. Well, she she signed the damn uh, thing though, right? The, The agreement to be on the show. She was asked um, to look good in open briefcases. That's bad. Okay, we can't talk about that. You pay me, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it help me look good, and I'll uh, shoot. I'll but I'll look ugly in open briefcases. I don't give a damn. As long as you pay me. Uh, but yeah. So either way, there's four briefcases all up on poles, bro. You got to climb up and pull the briefcase down. And, this is like and, a wet dream to him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, not oh my one, God. not two, not three, four, four poles. poles. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> it's like this is like the San Francisco 49ers match, right. which I was at. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Hold that in high esteem. Hey, that's one of the uh, tentpole events of your life. <laughs> but yeah, so and this is what San Francisco has 49ers. Boom! Wow. <laughs> well, when you uh, in in WWE, when you unhook the briefcase, you win. That's kind of the way it goes with any ladder match. But this, no, no, no. You got to get the briefcase and touch the floor outside the ring to win, I guess. Or lose if you got the pink slip. But yeah, uh, three of the briefcases have title shots. One for the world title, one for the tag title, one for the X Division title. And one has a pink slip in it. And I think this is like, it's it, it's a cool way to get rid of somebody if they're at the end of their contract and you know you're not going to resign them. But it's a stupid thing to pull. They brought it back like every year. So you had to figure out somebody to fire every year. Why? I don't know. You can usually, you know, for my money, you could usually tell which one got the paint slip. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was kind of weird. There was, I think it was an 08. Was it an 08 where Christopher Daniels was the one that got the pink slip? I think it was Curry Man that got the pink slip. 
No, because I remember uh, Daniels came. He came back as Curry Man. Well, he might have got it twice. I don't know. Curry Man definitely got one. Daniels came back a couple weeks later. Okay, because there was the time where you remember where he was just Daniels. He dropped his yes. first name. All WWE. And, and, and you know what? You, and everyone thought Vince McMahon was the first one to do that garbage. <laughs> yeah, right. Little do you he know. Just, <laughs> he was just Daniels. He had something painted on his face. He grew a beard. And he he got the pink slip. And he cried, bro. It was an unk, I believe. Say what? I believe what was on his face was an unk. The hell is that? That cross with a circle on top of it. Well, it's not a cross. It's actually a T with a circle on top of it. Like an oval-shaped circle. Oh, I believe it's an Egyptian thing for like spirits of their gods. I had uh, something like I, that. I know he had that. Uh, no, that's what he had tattooed on his chest. He had some cer- like half moon thing around his eye. I don't. Remember, but he also had but... that at one point too. So I'm, I mean, I'm confusing him. But he definitely uh, had that at one point. I remember oh, okay. because I made him in one of the old SmackDown games and put that on his face because he had it at the time. So I definitely nice. remember that. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, he did some weird stuff. But anyway, getting to this match itself, uh, my first. Note, oh yeah. <laughs> I know, right? We're doing a podcast. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, but I know uh, this is kind of stating the obvious, but my first note was this was a freaking mess. <laughs> In this episode of Troy states the obvious. <laughs> but <laughs> Pete, uh, you Pete Williams, <laughs> right? Petey Williams is the first person to grab one of the four cases. Oh, oh, by the way, once you get a case, you're out of the match. So you go to the back. There you go. Uh, Kip, James, back. Kip James is the second person to grab a case. But like I said, apparently you have to exit the ring afterwards. So he tosses it outside to BG James waiting on the outside. So BG technically gets the case. Also, real quick on that, did you notice that he was like kind of like, oh, crap, I have one. Wait, I wanted one, but, but I have one now. Like, you know, because it could be a pink slip, which I, I kind of laughed at that. Like, it made sense. Right. Uh, uh, but for some reason, Chris Harris keeps yelling at commentary. I didn't know what was going on here. Uh, Sen Shi grabs the third case, and Christy Hemi gets involved and gets jumped by a member of the Latino nation again. Uh, Christopher Daniels grabs the fourth case, but he gets jumped by Hernandez. There's a lot of fighting amongst various people until Scott Steiner grabs the case and exits the ring to win. I think that was the X Division title shot, wasn't it? It is definitely the X Division title shot, because I think we literally just mentioned him wrestling for it, yeah. Yeah, effing stupid. We got the pink uh, slip this year, do you remember? I don't know, because, let me see, there was BG, there was... Uh, that was tag. I believe it was tag. Yeah, and then, so that one made sense. I, shocker. Uh, Scott Steiner got the X Division. Uh, and then who would I say? Petey Williams had one. Did he get? Mm, I think he got the tag title shot, and I think he did it with Scott Steiner, didn't he? Or, or I don't remember what the hell happened oh, there. Fuck, I don't freaking remember all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> see, Petey, who, who the hell got the fourth one? I'm confused now. Petey, BG, uh, oh, Chris, no, Senshi. Senshi Green. Grab the the other one. I think he got fired. There's a good chance he was the one that got the pink slip. Yeah, because he was in and out about five thousand times. So there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, Uncle Dave gave this a star and a quarter. <laughs> I give it two stars. What say you? I I had one. I then I think I bumped it up to two. I always thought this match was original. I'll say that, but there were <sighs> four. 
14 guys. 14. Like, why? Didn't well, that uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm defending this garbage, but it's like it would have made less sense with less people. I mean, I don't know. Like, half that. Like, if you did like eight, like, if you did like seven or eight people, I think it's still a lot, but it, it's, I don't know. How can you keep track of this carnage? Ugh, I got a pen and paper. I don't know. <laughs> but now Crystal is also. I, I did. I did like the fact that they stuck to the you got to get outside with it. Thing. Yeah. You know, like it, it kind of came into play later with the what were they called at this point? Were they the BKM? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of gave it a play with them, so I got to give them points for making that stupid rule kind of be something. You know, yeah. I mean, they tried. They tried. I just always Bless hate your little heart you tried. <laughs> I just always hate like WWE did the briefcase thing with money in the bank and then everybody like first TNA with the feaster fired crap and then New Japan whoever won the G1 tournament they would carry around a briefcase and it's like why do you need the briefcase you know when you get your title shot it's been determined like, also you can yeah well with the money in the bank too they literally make it a thing when they hand the briefcase to the referee. So that makes sense. Right. Um, um, and, and then, the you know, uh, currently, really AEW does it with the poker chip. Yeah. It, it's like, I, I kind of sort of get it, but like the, the new Japan one blew my mind. I'm like, that one doesn't make any sense. Cause you win the G one tournament, you get your title shot on the January 4th, Tokyo dome show. So why do you need to carry around a briefcase? I don't know. Why do you need to question it? I know. F me, right? F me, right? <laughs> uh, but Crystal's standing by backstage with Gail Kim and points out that she's got one loss oh, to Awesome Kong. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, she's got one loss to Awesome Kong already. Kim says that she'll fight to win, whereas uh, Kong fights to hurt people. Tonight, she'll have to kill Gail in order to get the knockouts title. And that plays into the upcoming match. That is Gail Kim defending the TNA Knockouts women's title against Awesome Kong in just under nine minutes. We get a jump start from Kong on Kim. I will say this. The crowd was super hot for this match. So there's that. But Kong won't stop choking Kim in the corner with her boot and actually shoves the ref away at one point, leading to a disqualification. Horrible ending, in my opinion. But... These two will fight forever, so whatever. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was average. What say you? I gave it two barely, but that finish really almost gave me give it one. Yeah, I got like it was an okay match. I don't know what the hell uh, Uncle Douche saw in it, but really three and a quarter. I mean, whatever. But after the match, Kong realizes what happened and hits the awesome bomb on the referee. Not the awesome bomb from Mike Awesome, but Awesome Kong's bomb. Uh, she goes back to get Gail Kim before Velvet Sky runs out and jumps her to no effect. Kong chokeslams her, and then Angelina Love runs out with a chair. Kong punches the chair into Love's face in the face. In the face. Before hitting an awesome bomb on Gail Kim onto the chair. She then starts choking Kim and screaming wildly before security breaks it up. Uh, so why the hell did Sky and Love come out to help Kim? I thought they were heels. I don't think at the time they were. Yeah, I don't. I was, was like, I don't know what's going on. But either way, 
uh, back in Kurt Angle's locker room again. AJ Styles goes off on Kurt for not getting along with Christian Cage. AJ says that he can't function without Christian, so he's done with their team. Kurt argues with AJ about about this until Karen says that she saw Samoa Joe talking with Hall and Nash earlier, and there's some friction between them. Okay, clearly she did not see that. <laughs> I was going to say, you're already lying. <laughs> yeah, because Hall is not there. Uh, but she says that they could potentially turn Joe against his partners. Styles doesn't believe in his plan, but Kurt says he's going to talk to Joe and persuade him. Now, we freaking get, or we freaking go to uh, Crystal standing by with Black Rain, who introduces us to Relic, which is, of course, killer spelled backwards. Uh, he, he pets his Arctic fox, which is a rat. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, he pets his rat for the world to see, man. Uh, this is the stuff you pay for, you know, the pay-per-view for. Uh, but her name I think, is I think, I think I'm, I'm waiting for a soundbite here. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I, which one? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't matter. But either way, uh, the, so the rat's name is Misty. Uh, and he tells Raven and Abyss that they're going to be tortured by him and Relic tonight. I don't get the whole Arctic fox thing and i forgot he called his damn rat that yeah i i like what the rat and like even crystal said he was like this is my arctic fox she's like i thought it was a rat and he's like no it's a fox and i'm like what like what what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> just I, oh I man i don't know what's going on man I don't know if I want to know what's going on, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm good not knowing. <sighs> Either way, this is Black Rain and Relic versus Raven and Abyss in a match of 10,000 tacks. <sighs> yeah. This goes just shy of 15 minutes. Guess what my rating is going to be, folks? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can guess. Probably lower than mine. So Abyss wastes no time before jumping his opponents. Uh, Black Rain bleeds. I know, shocker. Dude, Abyss bleeds a gusher. Uh, Relic puts tacks in Raven's mouth and forearms him across the mouth over and over. Yuck. That's a real sentence. <laughs> yeah. And this is before the Bucks were doing this kind of stuff. Uh, I don't even think they're Gen Me yet. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't even think they're a thing yet. Uh, there's actually a bag of tacks on a pole, making this match number two of the night where there's something on a damn pole. Russo is just making <laughs> a pole. Speaking of pole, Russo's got to be in the back just stroking his at this point. Like, good Lord. Oh, man. Bro, how many things could we put on a pole tonight, bro? <laughs> we put briefcases, thumbtacks, and velvet sky, bro. Good Lord. Uh, I'm wondering if, uh, if like Abyss hit a damn artery at this point, because before the end of this match, Abyss is just, his blood is just pouring down his effing face for this, by the way, uh, Black Rain gets thrown into a board covered in tacks. Real, Real quick. Was uh, that part of the 10,000 or was that extra? Uh, I think that was part of the 10,000, but I, wow. I could be wrong. Uh, Relic moves off of one causing Raven to crash through it. Uh, that when I, I'm talking about a board covered in tax, by the way, 
Uh, Relic gets a bag of tacks off the pole and pours him in the ring before Abyss goes to choke slam him. But Relic spits red mist into his face. Uh, Relic's offense is short-lived, however, before Abyss hits a black hole slam on him into the tax and wins. Ugh. <sighs> Woof. Uh, Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> uh, uh, Uncle Dave gave this... Hey, it's Christmas time. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this two and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half for Average. Both of you. <laughs> I guess you gave it one. Easily. <laughs> this was this was uh, ass, man. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. I thought it was average for a bullcrap match, but you know, whatever. Are you hot? <sighs> no, I, I don't think so. I that stuff wasn't needed, legal in Ohio. I needed to get high to watch this, probably, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Uh, but we go backstage again with Kurt Angle. Being followed by Jeremy Borash approaching Samoa Joe in his locker room. Uh, Kurt says that Hall and Nash aren't looking out for Joe and TNA, only for themselves. Oh, spoiler! Uh, he says that he just wants Joe to think about that. Crystal is now standing by with Booker T and Charmel. Booker T says that he and Christian Cage go way back. He says that it's true that he's standing between Christian and the TNA title because that's what he came to TNA for. Uh, false. Uh, what what is it? Uh, fact fact check. False. He actually came to TNA for a vacation, according to him. <laughs> yeah. A yep. paid vacation. But he says that Robert Roode has a great look and a great future. Uh, well, spoiler there too. Uh, <laughs> he then he then goes all smarky and says that Roode will slip on a banana peel tonight and take Booker's finish in the center of the ring. <laughs> Uh, I, I popped for that one. <laughs> but we now get this. It's Robert Roode with Ms. Brooks taking on, or, uh, with Christian Cage. They are taking on the team of Kaz and Booker T with Charmel in his corner. Uh, this goes just shy of 16 minutes. Robert Roode's blonde female Real quick, fan. Somewhere out of nowhere, a match broke out. I know, right? Uh, Robert Roode's blonde female fan is in the crowd again, but she's way in the back. The women end up distracting the ref at one point with a cat fight, cat fight. And then Rude goes to hit Booker with a chair, but he ducks and Rude takes out Christian. Kaz takes Rude out of the ring. Booker hits Christian with the axe kick and wins. So Rude did not slip on a banana peel and take his finish. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was average. I didn't really get into this one. What say you? I gave it two. I do think it was the best match of the night. Yeah, and what's that saying? <laughs> I feel like, and all four of these guys are great, and I feel like this show just pulled them down. I don't know if that's possible, but I feel like it is. Well, if anybody can do it, TNA can. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, well, <sighs> well, <yeah>. I, <laughs> well, after the match, Rude checks on Christian, but Christian shoves and smacks him. They get into it before AJ Styles runs out and gets between him uh, before escorting Christian to the back. Oh, come on, man. More, get more and more stupid, by the way. Great use of AJ Styles. Yeah. To this right. day, the greatest wrestler they've ever had. Oh, come on, man. Don't fight, man. Just, yeah, y'all got to get along. 
Like, why? Why do they have to get along, AJ? Who gives a damn? Like, can you only be friends with one? Yeah, it's just, whatever. We now go backstage to Samoa Joe and Kevin Nash, and they're screaming at each other. Joe is furious because Scott Hall apparently no-showed. I know. I was shocked, too. Kevin Nash says that he's... What is apparently crap? (laughs) Uh, Kevin Nash says that he's more worried about Scott's health than uh, than this fight, and if Joe doesn't want to be his partner, then don't show up. Joe says that he's showing up, and he won't be alone. We then get a build-up package showcasing uh, the... Real quick, I remember getting excited when he said that. I'm like, oh, it's going to be something good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been keeping up with the show at this point? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this just... Uh, oh, man. Yikes. But we then get a build-up package showcasing the return of the Outsiders. But Scott won't be there. So you can tell this was legit. Like he he just no-showed and they were not planning on that. <sighs> but then before the match, Samoa Joe grabs a microphone and says that management told him to go out there and say something to make the fans feel better about the fact that Scott Hall no-showed. Joe says that Hall punked out on everyone. He says TNA, or it says in TNA, they have the diehards who bust their asses every week and they have superstars who think that they can do whatever they want uh, because they know that the fans will pay to see them no matter how old they are. We can hear Karen shouting. Which, by the way, in the hindsight is a compliment. Keep going. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Uh, But we then hear Karen's damn voice over everyone calling Joe a crybaby and telling him to shut up. Uh, Joe then says that because her husband is one of those superstars. That's the reason. Yeah, right. (laughs) And now her current husband is doing that with another company. But either way. But he says that some people are using TNA to pad their pensions and Hall is nothing but a punk. Joe says that TNA tried calling everyone to be their partner, but he decided to choose his own partner. Of all the damn people he could have chosen, he picks Showtime Eric Young. <laughs> you know oh. like? Yeah, like a like a fart in church. I, or for those of you who prefer a fart in synagogue, whatever. Yeah, it right. Flat. Yeah, flatter than a plate full of piss. Like he's like, get out here, Showtime, Eric Young, and people were like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then you can hear um, Don West trying to kind of trying to defend it, and I got to get yeah. Don West there for this. But he's like, he's like, he picks someone that he knows the fans will get behind. I mean, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I, I like Eric Young, but I'm not sitting there climbing for him on my main events. <laughs> Look, I realized that the money was already had for the show, but good lord, this will sure keep them glued to their screens and not turning the damn show off. Like, wh- why? I don't know. Eric Young already wrestled tonight. You couldn't have gotten anybody else. Nobody. Could have, you could have went and got AJ Styles and like just dropped the whole Kurt thing and ended it right now. And I wouldn't have linked. But yeah, fine. Oh. I get they didn't want to like neuter that gimmick for whatever effing reason. But God. There's any, nobody. Anybody. Nope. Eric Young. Why? Well, remember, to be fair, though, what Joe said, he didn't pick him. He said he went back and said, who wants to make a difference or whatever the hell he said? 
Everybody yeah. in the next division stood up. He made sure to say that, by the way. Everybody in the next division. So you picked so, Eric effing Young out of all of them? Uh, Pete Williams. Saban. Yeah, right? Yeah, Petey, Petey Williams, Chris Saban, Black Machismo. Like, Alex Shelley. Uh, yeah. I think Black Machismo would have worked out better. And the crowd would have been the for him. one. If you ask me, that would have been V one. But yeah. He had a history with Nash. So there you go. But either way, we're going to take our second to last break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the main event. Be it I as thought it this may. was the main event. <laughs> Still got more to go. <laughs> uh, we'll cover that right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram both at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, for, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, the Angle Alliance of Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, and Tomko taking on Kevin Nash, Samoa Joe, and Eric Young. <laughs> what I mean saying AJ should have switched sides here, but yeah, just uh, I don't know. By the way, uh, this goes for nine and a half minutes. Why was Eric Young the fill-in dude with Kevin Nash teams? Because he steps in just, years later in the band. Like I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, people just like him. 
And I don't necessarily not like him. I'll make that clear, but. Right, yeah. I mean, I like Garrick Young. Was he like bros with Kevin Nash? And like. (laughs) It's clearly the go to guy, to be fair. I mean, you know, clearly he's reliable. Right, and I get that, and there's something to be said for that, but God, that was it? (laughs) I I dare ask you, by the way, was this better, worse, or on par with Savio Vega at No Way Out of Texas, 1998? Well, it's got to be on par, because they're both great wrestlers that nobody really gave a damn about being in the main event, so, yeah. So at one point, Kurt Angle locks Kevin Nash in the ankle lock, and it appears like Joe is going to let it happen. Then he turns around and Hits Kurt with a super kick in the face. Super kick! Super click! And he breaks it up. Uh, Things end up breaking down. Joe hits the muscle buster on Tomko and gets the pinfall win. Doesn't cripple him like he does Tyson Kidd, by the way. It's worth pointing out. Wow. As far as I know, Tyson Kidd, and uh, obviously it sucks and it's a tragedy, but as far as I know, Tyson Kidd is literally the only person he's ever injured with that move. It just so happened the injury was horrible. It's like, damn. Uh, So, I mean, that's good. He's got a good success rate, I guess. But, yeah, it still sucks. Either way, Uncle Dave and I had very different opinions. And the way you and I's ratings have been going, we probably had different opinions on this as well. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star and three quarters. I actually thought this was, as a match, pretty well put together. I gave it three stars. What say you? I am literally right in the middle. I give it two. Yeah, it's, I mean, I also got to give credit for the fact that this was apparently put together in 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, right. And unless you're telling me Eric Young was the plan all night, which makes it even worse. Yeah. I don't know if they should add a backup from Go, but if he was not there, like Hall, that is, pronouns, pal. If Hall was not there from like, uh, what do they call it? The when, the time you're supposed to show up, uh, call call time. They should have had a plan B from right then and there. And if it was Eric Young that entire time, shame on them. <laughs> God. Uh, I I mean, like I said, I like Eric Young, but no. Even though Nash was the biggest part of this feud with Engel, I think uh, you can tell he didn't want any part of this. He walks out right away and lets Samoa Joe and Eric Young soak in the celebration without him. If you if you watch closely, you can see uh, Eric Young trying to get him to stay. And Joe's basically saying "f him" let's celebrate. Yeah, right. And he takes his he takes his uh, singlet down. He just has a look on his face like whatever, and he like just gets out of the ring and goes straight to the back. He looked like from go he didn't want to be there. He had no interest in this, but. I'll say this when the bell rang, he was there. So good for him. Uh, but I said, while the show sucked and uh, while it wasn't like, like the show sucked, but it wasn't like horrible crap from top to bottom. It was just like a mediocre episode of impact. and should have never been on pay-per-view like we mentioned earlier. So yeah, yeah. a lot of their stuff. But <laughs> yeah. Well, Nash, I think Nash said, and Joe doesn't give the same account. But Nash said that uh, he got to the back and asked Joe, he said, that promo, was that you or management? And he said it was me, and he slapped him across the face. He said he slapped him like twice. Joe said he shoved him, but I don't know. I don't know what to believe I don't think. That. Uh, I don't think Joe took that. I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but 
according to multiple people, Kevin Nash takes to uh, slapping a lot of people backstage because apparently he did it to Piper. He did it to Joe. I think I want to say Flair did cooperate the Piper one, but yeah, that was another one where I wouldn't have thought Piper would have took that. Right. But I don't know. Maybe people just don't want to go back on him. But either way, uh, that wraps mercifully wraps this show up to hell of a way to start December, man. But uh, it was what it was. We're uh, going to take our final break. When we come back, it's final ratings time. We'll tell you what's coming up on the podcast next week. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram, both at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast? How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 7.5 out of 10. Cagematch.net was brutal. Gave it 4.08 out of 10. Uh, I give it 6.5 out of 10 for F plus probably. Let's say you. Solid F plus. Yeah, show sucked. Uh, one of the one of the bottom for the year, and this sh- this year didn't Maybe have like the a- bottom of the year actually. I don't know, man. I was about to say it's got some stiff competition in certain areas, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, like you said, uh, it's just because it was our favorite year doesn't mean it was our favorite because all the pay per views were bangers. It just it was what it was. Had some good impacts this year, I'll say that. 2008 was a pretty good year, too, and we're not going to cover the entire catalog uh, in 2023, but we've got a few TNA and 08 uh, shows in there, especially, spoiler, Lockdown. I really wanted to cover Lockdown 08, so that's one of my favorite pay-per-views of TNA, though, is Lockdown. So, I don't know, I think you and I agree on that. But Yeah, I agree, it's one of your favorite pay-per-views. 
I said it's one of our favorites. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that does it for TNA in 07. Next week, we are bringing you a banger, though. This one is WWF Armageddon 2000. Greg uh, specifically requested this one. And I think you'll like it. Oh, yeah. I watched it back. Had a great time watching it back. And I don't know if I ever saw the entire pay-per-view start to finish before. So it was cool. Still holds up. Great show. 22 years later, man. Nuts. But we will cover that next week. And uh, we'll bring you some more TNA the week after that. But thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, try to stay warm this December. We'll see you next week with WWF Armageddon 2000. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 